Welcome to the Marriage Steps Podcast, where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. The Marriage Steps Podcast is listener-supported. So to help keep it on the air so couples worldwide can receive hope for their relationship, please consider becoming a monthly supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash marriage steps. And thank you for all of you who are already supporters. The marriage tip of the day is never put your relationship on hold. A lot of people make the mistake and they think, while we have kids, we just don't have time for our marriage. So we're going to put our marriage on hold or... While I'm going to graduate school, I just don't have time for our marriage, so we're going to put that on hold. Or while I'm taking care of my ailing parent, I just don't have time for our marriage, so I'm going to put it on hold. Fill in the blank. There's a lot of reasons why people put their marriage on hold, but that's never a good idea because your partner is not going to be able to last very long without their needs being met. Marriage is alive. It's organic. It's growing or it's dying, one or the other. So never fall for the false belief, the lie that your marriage is gonna be able to make it by putting it on hold. Because most likely it will not make it. So never put your relationship on hold. You always need to be stirring the pot and nurturing the fire of your relationship no matter what you're going through, no matter what life stage you're in, no matter what circumstance you find yourself in. Never use that circumstance as an excuse to put your relationship on hold. The marriage joke of the day is a husband was saying to his wife, Honey, I'm sorry that I get so nasty during our conflicts. I say horrible things. I get so terrible. I act like a child. I'm so sorry for how angry and just mean I get with my words. And honey, how are you always so calm during our conflicts? And the wife says, You know, it's because afterwards I clean the toilets. And the husband says, well, how does that help you stay so calm? And she said, because I use your toothbrush. (laughs) Okay, so it's Ask the Shrink Hour. This is where I post on my Facebook page, what marriage questions do you have on Thursdays? And then people respond with all sorts of questions and a lot of great questions. So I always try to write down some of them and then share them with you. So here's one of the questions. How can I trust my partner again when I keep finding things out? It's one of the worst feelings in the world when you have been betrayed. Your whole world gets shattered. Everything you thought you knew gets questioned because everything that was normal in your life is now not. And so what happens a lot of times, the person who had the affair doesn't want to come clean. They don't want to say all the, the, all the details. And so a lot of times the truth spills out gradually over time. And then that makes it very difficult for the betrayed partner to heal because every time a new piece of information comes out, it's as if the affair just happened all over again. And so if you're married to someone and they've had an affair and they're not forthcoming, they're not sharing all the details of what happened, I recommend getting them hooked up to a lie detector test. Research in your local area where you you live, professional lie detectors, there's services everywhere, and have your partner go in and get hooked up to one and then you make a list of all your questions and then while they're hooked up to that lie detector test, ask them all your questions. 
and then you agree that once we do this, I'm gonna stop asking you questions. Because the betrayed partner often will feel frustrated at the ongoing questions and they want you just to drop it. But that's not fair if you haven't had a chance to ask them all the questions and for them to be honest and forthcoming and truthful. And that's where the lie detector tests come in. So I would recommend that. If they refuse the lie detector test, get a separation because they have no right to tell you what they're willing to do and not to do. They are the ones that betrayed you. And so you need to have all the power and all the control because the affair made you have none. So if you're married to someone and they're unwilling to do a lie detector test, get a separation until they're willing to cooperate because that shows they're willing to do whatever it takes to earn back your trust, period. Doesn't matter if they feel stupid getting a lie detector test. It doesn't matter if they feel that's beneath them. It doesn't matter if they, that it hurts their pride to get a lie detector test. Who cares? What matters is that they're willing to do whatever it takes to earn back your trust. And so if they're not willing to do that, get a separation until they are. Second question, is it true once a cheater, always a cheater? No, that's not true. However, if someone has cheated in the past, obviously it does raise the risk that they may cheat again. But everyone's different on this. Some people who have affairs, they feel so horrible, so remorseful, so repentful, so guilty that all those negative feelings are a strong enough teacher for them to never do it again. And that happens a lot. However, there's other people who have affairs and they kind of felt guilty, kind of didn't. And before long, they find themselves in another affair. And so it can happen where if you have an affair, you have a subsequent affair, but it doesn't mean that if you're married to someone who had an affair, that they're guaranteed to have another one. That's not true. Number three, my partner lives in fear of us getting sick with COVID and won't let me and the kids out of the house. So therefore, I sneak out of the house every few weeks for our mental health. Is this okay? So when I hear this, this sounds like your partner is not sharing power. One person should never make the decisions in a relationship. So therefore, your husband should not be saying, we are not leaving the house. The kids are not leaving the house. You're not leaving the house. That's him not sharing power. What he should be saying is, I feel really anxious with COVID. I feel uncomfortable with us leaving the house. What do you think? That's bouncing the ball. That's the bounce the ball tool. If you wanna learn how to do that tool to share power, be sure to go to my website, drwyattfisher.com, click on marriage tools. One of the tools is bouncing the ball. So usually this creates up, creates all sorts of problems when one person is not sharing power. And it creates problems just like in this situation where it puts the other person in a situation to then be sneaky and to do things behind the other person's back because their partner is not sharing power. And then that person gets upset when they find out you're doing stuff behind their back when they're actually partially to blame because they're not sharing power in the first place. So I would highly recommend talking with your partner, your husband, about his lack of sharing power. His anxiety around COVID is understandable. However, him making an ultimatum saying you and the kids are not allowed to go outside, that's not right at all. He doesn't have the right to do that because you're your own person and your kids have their own needs. Obviously, all of us need to be smart when we go outside with social distancing and wearing masks. 
But the problem here is not COVID. The problem here is your partner is not sharing power. So make sure you discuss that with him. There's also an article on my website about sharing power as parents. Okay, number four. How can I be with someone who is physically ill yet treating me like a jerk? They're being a jerk to me. So what do I do? So this person in their their post on Facebook, they said that they've been married for 20 years. Their partner got sick maybe cancer, who knows, some type of long-term illness, it sounds like, yet they're treating their partner, who's their caretaker now, like crap. And so they're asking, what do I do? This person I'm taking care of, my spouse, is treating me like crap. So a couple things with this. One thing to look into is the origins of them being so ill-mannered. Is it because of their condition? Is it because they have dementia, perhaps? Um, Is it because of something that's biological that's making them act out in this way and it's not it's not something they can control. So that would be something you need to get a medical doctor's opinion on. Having said that, just because they're sick gives them no right to mistreat you. And in fact, if they keep mistreating you, then I would recommend you getting a separation from them, whether they're sick or not. Because even though they're sick, it gives them no right to walk all over you or to mistreat you or to demean you. Quite the contrary. They should be so thankful that you're by their side trying to care for them. So if they're mistreating you, that's wrong. They should be appreciating you. So if that mistreatment continues and you've tried to talk to them about it and they're hard-hearted and they won't listen to you and they won't receive help for how they're treating you, I would recommend I would recommend a separation until they change their tune because that is not right for them to mistreat you while you're caring for them. Fifth question. How can I learn to be more supportive to my partner and show that I care? What an amazing question. This person is on it. This person has their eye on the ball. This person wants to be a good spouse. And so proactively they're asking, how can I show my partner that I care? What does that look like? That's amazing. Imagine if we all ask that question more often, how much we could improve our marriages. So what I would recommend to you, to this person, is to make a list of all the ways you think your partner would appreciate you showing care. This is where you need to become a student of your partner. Think about everything that's important in their life. Think about their marital needs. Think about how they're wired. Think about what stresses them out. Think about all the things that make them who they are. Think about their insecurities. Think about their values. When you think about all those variables, it will become more clear some ideas that you could do to show them that you care. So create that list of what you think you could do and then bring that list to them and say, hey, I was thinking about all the ways I can improve on making you feel cared for. Here's the list I came up with. What are your thoughts? Should I change the list? Anything I should take off the list? Add to the list? Because I want to show you that I care. That would be amazing. Your partner would love that. And they would be more than happy to edit your list. But I would encourage you to come up with that list first because that shows them that you also care that you're putting in some work and some effort, and that's going to honor them in and of itself. Thank you for listening to the Marriage Steps podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to click the five stars and leave a review. Several of you have left reviews recently. Thank you so much because this is how it works. The more reviews I get, the higher my podcast will appear. 
so that other people can find it in search results. And vice versa, if a podcast has no, re- no evaluations, then it gets lost way down low in the search results and no one finds it. So if you haven't already, please take a few seconds or a few minutes or a few moments and leave me a review so that that will tell Google and that will tell Apple that my podcast is important and so it will go higher on search results, which allows more couples to find it. So please do that if you haven't already. For more marriage resources, be sure to go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is alive. So you have a choice. You can care for it and have it grow, or you can ignore it and deprive it, and it will suffer and die. The choice is up to you. Take care.